Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, influenced, and impacted. My name is Jennifer Stewart and I am the creator of Jazz Potential and the founder of Find Your Sparkle with Jen. And today I am super excited to have with me Tara Antler and King Gabriel. And I have to do, I have to actually do the honor of reading a little bit about your bios because they are so impressive and I really need the audience to really understand how awesome you guys both are. So let's start with <laughs> Tara is the, well, you're both the co-founder of Academy of Light and you have your family, lightworkers, leaders, business owners, and you consciously are thriving, aligned to live your purpose-led lives, which is, I think, one of the things that really attracted me to you initially is just, you both have this amazing energy, which I'm super susceptible to that. And I was very much drawn to you guys. So Tara, you you're an intuitive healer and a soul coach since 2002. You've worked with over 15,000 clients, which is holy moly, very impressive. And you work on clearing the ick and stick, which I love, to connect to the highest self and create that life that is beautifully flowing with abundance. You've shared your teachings to over 20 million people on various stages around the world. You've been a mentor in the coaching movie Leap with John Gray, Jack Canfield, Marcy Shimoff, and that is so amazing. You're also an author of The Healing Manual, and you've built several healing businesses in Canada and online. You've trained as a holistic healthcare practitioner, sound healer, theta healer, Reiki master, yoga teacher, and your first full circle healer highlight was given, oh my gosh, giving Louise Hay of Hay House, a healing, which I cannot wait to hear more about that. You have, uh, you have three children, twin boys that are three, and a beautiful daughter who is five. And you've been practicing meditation since you were 14. So that is pretty amazing. And King Gabriel, you are also a world-renowned spiritual teacher, and you are the author of A Journey of Riches. You've also been performing successful healings in countries all over the globe, and you've had lots of uh, results with people having remissions and healing with disease. You are have been practicing meditation since you were a wee little one of three years old, which is pretty impressive. And I really want to talk more about that and the, the importance of meditation. But you've delivered courses and workshops and lectures to crowds of, wait for it, up to 26 million people on spirituality and meditation. You've set, shared the stage with some many greats, including, oh my gosh, the renowned Reverend Michael Beckwith. Wow, that is just amazing. And you have also been on stage with Lisa Nichols, John Gray, Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder, Holy Moly, Black Eyed Peas, Steve Harvey. I mean, the list just goes on and on. You are both absolutely amazing. And I love that your mission is you help people to make the impossible dream possible. So, wow. Welcome, <laughs> both of you. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank this is, you. Thank you very, very much. I want to just backtrack a little bit because it was just kind of fairly recently that I actually was introduced to you both. Mm -hmm. And it was through a Facebook challenge, which who knows? I mean, it's so amazing how the world changes now and you just never yes. know who you're going to be in touch with. So I'm so thrilled to have both of you here right now 
And I just want to get started with, holy cow, how did you two even meet? This is this is one of those <laughs> really, question, you know, really fascinating things that I want to know. Fill me yeah. in. The, the juiciest story usually comes from Tara. She's going to give this one. She's gonna, I'm going to let her speak on this one. Her story is way more juicy. I, 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 like, I like all the details. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She loves the details. No, it's a know, girl thing. It's totally yeah, a girl exactly. thing, 100%. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, it's interesting. So I'm from Northern Ontario, originally Canada, and Gabriel's from Trinidad. Yeah. And so it's quite unique how our paths actually cross because yep. we both found ourselves in California and Gabriel's mm. spiritual path led him there. My spiritual path and all signs were literally pointing, all my clients were moving down to California because they were in the film industry. And I had been attending Agape for a full year and I kept getting this intuitive pull and I kept doing my cards. And every time I'd ask the question, why am I going to California? And the card would come up, twin flame. And I was like, ee! I'm going to be my twin flame. So of course, you know, you go on this adventure and you're like, you're looking and you're waiting and you're looking and you're waiting and, and nothing happened for a full year. And then literally like a full calendar year later. And I remember saying one day, probably two days before I was at Agape, I said, okay, that's it. Like I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for my divine partner. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready. And it was two days later, I was at Agape. It was choir Wednesday. Gabriel was in the choir at that point and they were all the whole choir was wearing white so how many were in the choir would you say like 60 at that time about 60 65 yeah at that time and yeah. so like it's huge choir michael beckwith is you know in front, like center stage the choir's all in white behind him um ricky beckwith she was leading the choir at that time it was so powerful the energy was so intense and then afterwards Gabriel, like everybody stopped, you know, st stepped down off the stage and it was beautiful and, and powerful. The, the ceremony and that they did, they did was amazing. And my friend David said to me, he goes, do you want to go and meet Michael Beckwith? And I was like, yes, of course I want to go meet Michael Beckwith. That's and, a no brainer. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden Gabriel stopped, stepped down off the stage. And I, I felt this pull and I felt this energetic charge. And I literally felt these hands on my back and pushing me toward him. And I hear this loud voice. Now, Gabriel laughs at me all the time when I say it, but I literally, this is exactly how the voice sounded in my head. Go introduce yourself to him now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like God? I, I'm like, I don't know. Like, who's I, talking? I, What's I happening right now? Say it sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> because the way she says it, like, go introduce yourself to now. It was you know, so intense. And so my friend David, I was like, uh, I'll, I'll have to uh, yeah. skip out on, on talking to my, Michael Beckwith right now because I got to go meet this guy. I don't even know who he is, but I have to go. And I literally, I walked up to him and I just, I said, I, I, I want to just uh, introduce myself. My name is Tara Antler. You have the most beautiful smile. You radiate so much light. And I really just felt called to come and say hi. And he's yeah. just glowing and like radiating light <laughs> back to me. And he said, thank you. He's like, you radiate a lot of light too. We chit chatted for a few minutes. He was thinking that my friend uh, David and I were together because David kept looking over at us, right? Like Hawkeyes. And so Gabriel goes, it was really nice to meet you. And then leaves. And I was like, <laughs> What? Wait a second. Like, what the decent that? thing to do, right? The decent <laughs> thing to do in a situation like that. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And so fast forward a couple of days later, we were at the same, it was a live recording uh, for one of the choir members and we were both there and it was sparks. It was electricity. Yeah. At one point we were, it was so loud and we had to get really close to each other to talk and our hips touched and there was literally a magnetic force that went yeah. through both of our bodies and we were yeah. like, 
And at the end of that night, he said, so when do I get to see you again? We exchanged numbers. And I said, well, tonight's Sunday. I was like, probably Wednesday at Agape. And he goes, nah, he's like, that's too long. He's like, how about Monday? And I was like, whoa, I was like, this guy's speaking my language, you know? We we dated for a few months, six months. We were in three months. We were engaged six months. We were married. We traveled the world (gasps) together. And here we are like what? 13, almost 13 years later. And yeah, it's, you know, it's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that, that is just an absolutely fabulous story. So when you go back and you think about, you know, how easy would it have been for you to totally miss out on that? hundred percent. It's, right? It seemed like the universe had a little plan for uh, us yeah, though, no, I because totally we had been swirling around each other yeah. unknowingly for yeah. quite a while. For a full year. Yeah, for a full year because we oh. got pictures of our past, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And it just so happens that at this one concert that we went to, she was on the right side of this little girl holding up a CD. And when I saw her picture, I was like, hey, I was on the left side of that little girl. I was right on the <gasps> other side. There was literally same festival, one set of and people we between know. us. We didn't even know at that time, yeah. right? But when we look wow. back at the pictures, you're like, whoa, we we just we were yeah. destined to meet kind of like <laughs> things were conspiring for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I have like I'm yeah. just full of yeah, well, that's, 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 right. That's I mean, it's just, yeah. it is, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it yeah. really goes to show you yeah. how quickly and how amazing the universe is. Yeah. So let's yeah. just talk about that for a moment because I know yeah. that a lot of our listeners, a lot of people are skeptic, but a lot of yeah. people are really in tune. So can you, I mean, explain a little bit what what it took for you to really start trusting, you know, trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, because Tara, it would have been easy for, for you to, well, no, you maybe not that particular time, you wouldn't have been able to ignore that one, but you know, yeah. other things and, and get, and Gabrielle for you too. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you didn't know that David was not her partner. So, no. you know, the, the universe obviously needed yeah. you to be together. So talk yeah. about some other things with really paying attention and, and stepping into that power of, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm tuning in and tapping in and listening and going for it. Yeah, I can speak about this one. For me, the tuning in and tapping in came in the form of like when I joined the choir, for instance, which is when Mm -hmm. around the time that Tara and I got together, I was in the choir for probably a year before that as well. But as I got in and the energy started to move within me, I started to see things. And this is more, I'm going to talk spiritual here because that's my life. Okay, so (laughs) so this is what it is, right? Um, A light was very present within me at that time. And I was paying attention to it attentively because I had some experiences that mm-hmm. kind of revealed that to me. And in paying attention to that, there was this, honestly, when she said she saw light, it was literally because I was focused fully in that light, mm-hmm. right? So I was radiating it and I saw it in her too. That was part of it. I didn't see it in myself alone. It was in everybody. So that was the preparation and the mental preparation was more self-love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which was then extending to everything else. Right. And that puts us, I believe, in the correct mm-hmm. frequency to connect. Yeah. Right. So now, I would say that that was the prep and the know-how, all the details. There were no details. Right. <laughs> there were no details. It was just being yeah. present and being yeah. there in that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious for you, Gabrielle, did you have any kind of sense? Were you open to a relationship? Were you like, you know, Tara, you had the sense that, you know, you were going yeah. to be going to California to meet your twin flame. Yeah. Did you have any kind of notion that there was somebody I can say going this. to be coming into your question. life? I remember before I was born, I'm just, I'm just going to be frank. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying everything. I, love it. It. I remember before I was born and before I was born, I had an arrangement in whatever memory I had that I would come in and two years would be the difference. But on the flip, the person would be two years ahead of me. 
And I, I'm, I'm two, yeah, he's two right? years younger than I that's am. That's how it worked, right? And mm-hmm. I, I knew that from a child. So that's one of those knowns that you get, you know, yep. you get drop-ins and you just know certain things. So I knew that was a part in it. Didn't know how it would work out or anything. But when it was time and I was of the maturity to really be in line spiritually and in that space of self-love, it happened. And there mm-hmm. she was, right? And when I saw her eyes, I knew the eyes from before too. Mm. It's like, that was a key also. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you leave little symbols little along the way, little clues. Mm-hmm. So that was a clue. And it, that was it. It was done. <laughs> it was done. That's really it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how and, that worked. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The rest yeah. is history as they that's say, it. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. We're going to, I know we're going to have a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to CIOE. Now, just before the break, we were hearing some of the synchronicities, how the universe put Tara and Gabrielle together. And it's just, it's so exciting. Now you went on to say that once you guys met, everything happened really, really fast, right? So yes, oh, yes. really fast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, when, when you think back, it was, was, you know, was just, did everything just fall into place the way that I would, it sounds like with everything happening so quickly, everything kind of just fell into place. It did. And there was, see the thing that happens and you know, this is, this is life in general. When you set a big intention for anything that you want, it could be partnership. It could be a career. It could be money. It could be family. There's a version of you that exists in a certain way. And then you attract the next version of you, which is a, usually a bigger version of you. The energy is bigger. And so what has to happen sometimes is as you stretch into this next version, whatever the old is, whatever the old constructs, old belief systems, old ways, maybe even people, they sometimes have to fall off too. All of that stuff has to fall away. So sometimes it comes up and it comes in and then you're like, eh, and then, you know, and, but as, as long as you have the tools to be able to move through it, you can actually move through it very quickly. Thankfully, we had been well-practiced in this way. We've been working with clients already, so many. And that was the interesting thing was that all of our previous partners, we were always the teachers mm-hmm. to our partners, right? We were always the ones that were like helping them along the way. And when we would get together, we're like, did you know it? And he'd be like, yeah, I know that already. Or he'd say oh. something to me and I'd be like, no, I know that already. And so there was really nothing that we, you know, so we were like, okay, cool. So we're, we're, we're vibrating on the same level. Now let's just play and let's create and let's have fun. So then the relationship turned from this to both of us standing together yeah. like this. Yeah. Wow. That's what happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really powerful. That's what happened. Now, what yeah. kind of an adjustment was that? Because you both had your careers at that time and you were both on the very similar paths, but then mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, bring it together as husband and yeah. wife and yeah. have that. I mean, that's got to present some challenges sometimes, but I mean, for I me, it did. for me, it did because I, I was always, you know, someone who was very prideful, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I really, I was an entrepreneur from the time I was a, a teenager, every, all my teachers were like, you're going to be your own boss. You got to have your own business. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. You're a leader. Yes, 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 yes. And so I had like, for me working in my business, it was so easy for me to invest 12 to 14 hours a day because I loved it so much. And I had done that. I had built that up from, you know, nothing to building it to this like incredible business that I could take around the world. Gabriel was ready to just go full on. He's like, let's merge our businesses. Let's merge our teachings. Let's do this. And I was like, whoa, Whoa. I'm like, wait a minute. minute." I'm like, I had this thing, right? I was like, I got this thing going. I don't know. Like my ego wasn't ready to let all of that go and let someone fully come in and merge in that way. So that's where I would say a little bit of resistance came up for me. He was ready to go. 
But I was still doing my thing until we got together, right? He was still doing his (laughs) thing. And so what we did is we were literally building our business, continuing to build our businesses side by side until we had kids. And so fast forward, when Aria came into our world, then we started to do more and more together. We were running retreats together at that point. We were running some courses together. We would refer clients to back and forth to each other. And then when I got pregnant with the twins, that brought on a whole other level of energy. And so at that point we were like, okay, we have to, we have to shift gears here. So that's when we really merged everything together. We brought everything online, which was such a blessing because it it allowed us to grow exponentially. And so if I would have known the monumental exponential waves of growth that would have happened in joining forces like that, I probably would have trusted more back then, but that was part of the journey and the process that I had to Mm -hmm. go through because I was like, I was holding on, you know, I was, it was like my baby. I was like, I'm not ready to like, let it go and like rebirth something new. Cause it was working. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with it. It was working. Right. And so that, that was one of the, I'd say the challenges that presented. And then also um, we had distance to deal with too, because Gabriel, uh, we went back to Trinidad. His mom was passing away. So we went back to Trinidad. We lived there for a while and I was back and forth from Toronto to Trinidad. And then finally it was, we knew it was time to leave Trinidad. And so I said, I got got this intuitive hit to go to Ireland. So I, and that was one of the countries that, you know, because Trinidad, Trinidadians, they don't have the same like freedom to travel wherever they want as Canadians Mm -hmm. do. And so we had to be kind of picky and choosy as to what countries we went to while we were waiting for immigration. Right. So we started the immigration process and everybody, even the lawyer was like, buckle in for the long haul this is going to be like two to three years and we're like two to three years so we energized it we had our friends you know energizing and sending light and praying and the immigration went through in eight months it was unheard of how fast it went by wow and in that time we moved to Ireland so Gabriel was living in Ireland for nine months and I was back and forth so sometimes we wouldn't see each other for three months at a time and we were doing distance and then finally I let go of everything in Toronto and I moved to Ireland with Gabriel, and then we moved to Mexico. And then before we knew it, six months later, everything there came we through and then we were in Canada. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is, that's an incredible story. Yeah. So what are some of the highlights that you found with, with being able to cope with so much and being able to, to deal with that and, you know, that getting ready to getting, to get ready because so much sort of happened yeah. that was just, everything was in synchronicity and, and you, you know, it's meant to be when. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. There's so much like learning how to communicate. We had to take our communication skills up to a whole other level because when you have distance, you, Mm -hmm. you aren't relying on the physicality. You can't, you know, you, you have to learn how to connect in a different way. So I found we really deepened our level of communication, but also our energetic communication, Mm -hmm. you know, in that way. And then coming together, that was a whole other adjustment because you get used to having this distance and now you got to, figure out how to coexist together again, you know? And so I think that was a big piece of it was taking these big energies and putting these two big energies and then figuring out how that all fits together, you know, with honoring each other and honoring each other's space and being able to still communicate, you know, and, and keep our cool. (laughs) Initially it was quite the balancing act, I'd say, right? Because you have your individual way of doing things initially, right? We both had that. Mm-hmm. integrating your way with the other 
was a bit of a challenge, I would yeah. say, at a, for a bit. But then we we started to groove together. You know, it would have the time where I would do like my Qigong practice and this sort of stuff. She would be doing her yoga. And sometimes we would blend that together, mm-hmm. right? Where she might come do some Qigong and I might, I, I did yoga also. So then we, we, we were able to yep. blend and do those things together yep. and grow together in that way. Some of our practices overlapped. Some of mm-hmm. them were different. Some of them were the same. The ones that were the same, we do together. The ones that were different, well, we do those individually, right? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of bringing the businesses together, it was clear that as a unit, to me at least, as a unit, we would have functioned more efficiently. Mm -hmm. That's how I saw it. So when I saw the potential for that to happen, I just held it in mind as usual, (laughs) (laughs) held it in mind and continued, right? And then eventually things coalesced, you know, they came together and then we had that opportunity to move together and it's been great ever since, Yeah. yeah. So that's been it. Yeah. I love that. And I love when you say that you, you know, you set the intention and you let it go. Can you talk about that? Because there's a lot of people out there who really, you know, what is this intention thing? And how do I let it go? Like I keep wanting this and I'm it's not coming. And when is it coming? And what do I have to do? And talk a little bit about that. So we can put a little bit of people's minds at ease Mm -hmm. on how to. Chill okay, out a little bit. I give you guys the real real, not the watered down version. Okay. No, for (laughs) sure. I love the real real. We each have an imagination, right? Everyone has an imagination. Some people take it for granted. Some people pay attention and realize that the imagination is actually powerful. Mm-hmm. If you believe your imagination is powerful, then what you imagine, all right, could be a wonderful intention that is complete, that is whole, that is perfect, that is something you love, right? It inspires you into action. It wakes you up in the morning. It makes you feel like this is life is worth living, mm-hmm. right? When you set out that intention and you have that in mind and you're feeling that, you feel complete in that moment. You don't feel like you're yearning. You feel like you have it right then. Mm-hmm. And if you have it right then, then it doesn't matter how long you wait because you have it, <laughs> you're, right? Or the appearance of waiting, I should mm-hmm. say. So when you feel that and you're in that vibration, this is what was the experience for me. Everything was complete. I was on my merry way doing everything, but in a high energy state. Yeah. In a high energy state, everything was high energy. You should have seen how my life was thriving then, <laughs> right? I was in the best shape of my life smiling every day happy as if it had already happened and in that the energy was able to slip its way in and life was able to change to exactly what it needed to and that's it and i think that when you're holding that vibration like gabriel's talking about yes you you don't ever feel like you're playing the waiting not waiting game Mm -mm. you're just living then because it and it comes back to the the question you asked about trust it really is a deep level of trust and not trust outside of yourself trust within here trusting mm-hmm. that you are the vehicle you are the mechanism you are the creator you are the generator you yes. are the imaginative imaginative mind yes you're creating and co-creating this whole experience and so when you know that you kind of go oh well i trust in myself that yes. i know that things are going to work out and that's also part of mindset too it's like yep. reeling yourself and, and working with your mind too to yes. know that you are powerful and you are creating and like gabriel said the energy once you said it and you know you can just live. Yep. You just live and you're so present to every moment that you get to enjoy what's unfolding right before you. And time goes by like that. And before you know, it, you're like, ah, here it is. You know, that year that I felt like that I, I wasn't waiting at all. I had so much fun when I was living in LA. And, and when that's it. It was so much fun. Yep. Even mm. when we knew we wanted to have kids, there was some stuff in there that, you know, it was happening, wasn't happening, happening, wasn't happening. And so then we were like, we're just going to live. And we did. And then before we know it, we got pregnant and then we had twins and then here we are. Right. Like, so it's just, it's, it's, it's allowing yourself to go deep within yourself, trust, right. The mindset piece, the energy, the knowing 
but then also just being able to live and not yeah. overstressing and focusing too much on it. It's the right amount of focus, but not over-focusing on it because that'll stress people out. Yeah. Oh my golly, it does. Now, before we, before we go, I just would love to hear if you could help our audience with any kind of tips that you have to help when, especially right now with our world being the way that it is, it's easy for people to get trapped in their, in their head and it's easy to get trapped into negativity. Yeah. Before we go, can you share some of your biggest tips to help people to be able to shift their energy? Yes, I would say two things in this case. Um, if you realize that you're feeling heavy or negative at all, what we call negative, um, check for yourself and see what if, right? Just say what if, that's a question. And that question leads you to see where your mind is, right? Because as you say, what if the next thing that shows up, your mind fills in. So it mm -hmm. lets you know, hey, what if, and then if a negative outcome comes, you know that you're on that yeah. path and you, you, that is why you're upset, really. Yeah. You got to look at your thoughts for a bit, right? Yeah. And if that is that way and you realize that has happened, you're in a fearful state, be willing to make the shift into finding something. And this is a key. Find something in your life that you're grateful for, something that's going right, something that's happening that, that's awesome. Because mm -hmm. there's always something good. There's never nothing good. You're, or, you're or breathing. Find a rainbow, like, you're breathing. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're breathing. That's good. And just by that little shift or rainbow, like Tara said mm -hmm. as well, you will allow yourself to start the shift. Mm -hmm. And just by that start, the mind starts to find more yeah. things that it's grateful for. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find that you're actually at a way higher vibration than you started. Yeah. And then the worry itself goes away too. Yeah. So that's a, a little shift that we can do to shift, yeah. right? Just be willing to recognize what's that thought that's bothering me. So what if? and have that prompt come up if it's positive then you're great if it's something mm -hmm. that's worrying you go ahead and you shift find something that you're grateful for start mm -hmm. moving in that positive direction yeah yeah, yeah. and tara awesome you, know, you definitely yeah. no i was just, <laughs> I was gonna, just add, gonna say yeah no i was yeah, just yeah. gonna add to say that i do that too and just yeah. I, i'll focus on a rainbow or a sunset and because i love sunsets or the ocean yeah. and i literally would just be like sunset 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 or ocean 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 rainbow rainbow in my mind that's what i'm yeah. thinking and then instantaneously within about 30 seconds I flip myself out yep. and, and That's so it's, and then way. it's about the consistency, right? Because yeah. sometimes there's multiple times in a day where that stuff can come in. So it's just a practice and yeah. it gets easier and easier, faster and faster. Yep. And I think that that's really important to remind people that it is something that requires practice. And the more that you do it, the easier that it will become. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. it's hard to believe, but we are out of time right now. So my my final fast. question, I know it's super fast, but the good yes. thing is, is that we're going to be able to have a bonus section that people will be able to tune into as well. So before we go, I want to ask you both, what makes you sparkle? Ooh, life itself, life itself, every moment. I feel like every moment is an opportunity to sparkle from the kids laughing to like running outside when I see them naked to running outside in the <laughs> snow to wearing my mucklucks to watching the sun sparkle on the on the snow right now like every every that moment awesome. a latte like all of it chocolate like all of it it's just so amazing <laughs> yes 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 I love that I love yeah. that for me it's the light within and surrounding us every time I focus in that space and I feel that I'm sparkling yeah I'm sparkling I absolutely yeah. love that and <laughs> you guys definitely sparkle that's why we're having this conversation today thank you very much for being here you're listening to cioe 97.5 fm and we will catch you next time on cioe remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every single day and we'll catch you next time friends bye for now
Welcome to the bonus segment with Tara and Gabrielle. It's so, I'm so glad that we have this opportunity to continue this conversation because I really do believe that it is important, especially right now, because people are, we know that there are a lot of people around us who aren't sure where to go. We know that they're, they're, you know, they're suffering and they don't want to talk. They don't know, you know, how to even, who to even contact, right? They're afraid of, of lots of things. Have you what have you in your experience that you can help people to feel a little bit more comfortable in being able to express, you know, what they're feeling, what they're, what they need and not being so restrictive and holding themselves back? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, emotions are key right now because humanity has been taught everything that is unhealthy about our emotions. People have been taught to suppress, to hide, to feel shameful to medicate, to run from, to deflect, to project. And so people aren't really understanding or knowing how to deal with this vast thing that we have within ourselves. And so I feel like being able to honor the emotions and learning how to navigate the emotions is really, really essential right now, especially because people are feeling a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing would be whether you have someone to talk to or not. I mean, having conscious community, I think is really, really important because then you're in a space where, you know, you have people you can talk to and go to and connect with that are, you know, in the same space who aren't going to judge whatever you're feeling. Who are just going to say, I love you. You're moving through something. We love you. We'll send you lots of love and lots of support. Sometimes it's as simple as that as just being able to receive even a moment when you're feeling off or feeling down. Sometimes it's about being seen and heard too, to be acknowledged, but you can start that journey just even on your own by acknowledging your own feelings, acknowledging how you feel in any given moment. That's what I like to do is especially being very sensitive and intuitively open. I feel everything. I feel everything mm-hmm. the world's going through and humanity and the ups and the downs and all of it and everything. And in those moments, I just give myself the space to feel. So sometimes I'll just put my hand on my heart and Gabriel will hear me take several deep breaths, several times a day where I'm like, right. Or, ah, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just really feeling it. Just really feeling it. And it's not about, it's not about overthinking what those emotions are. See, this is the thing that's happened in our world today is that there's this whole thing of like emotional IQ where people are, are trying to understand from a logical perspective, which mm. I get But emotions, it's like the mind is the mind, the thoughts are the thoughts. Your body is your body. The body is this body. Your spirit is your spirit and your emotions are your emotions. Now they're all connected. They all talk to each other. They all work together. They can influence each other. They merge and flow together and they have their respectful spaces too. And so the emotions for me, what I've learned along the way, because I've done the emotional, like understanding piece of it. And I found myself going right into my intellect. And Mm. then I found myself not feeling and I found my feeling band got very short, very, very short. And I like feeling like I like (laughs) feeling joy. I like feeling bliss. I like feeling like the, the, the beautiful, like, or like the melting of chocolate in my mouth and be like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's so good. You know, (laughs) or like the smell of fresh espresso, like the fullness of life. And I feel like I, I now can do that because I've given myself the space and permission to feel whatever it is, even the stuff that's not so fun, even the stuff that feels like, like, I don't want to sit in that for too long. I still give myself space to feel it where I'm like, whoo, yeah, that, I'm feeling angry or whoo, I'm feeling intense, whatever it is, right. To just feel it for a moment. It doesn't have to be for a day. It, it's sometimes just giving yourself the space to say, I give myself space 
to feel this for one minute, to fully mm-hmm. feel it for one minute without thinking about it, without trying to analyze and be like, where's this coming from? And why am I feeling this way? And who's it connected to? And oh my God, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And oh my God, I should do something about it. You're putting yourself back up in your head again. Just feel for a moment, right? And just be with that. And as you presence that emotion and you breathe with that emotion, you'll actually find within about a minute, the emotion goes, it moves. The energy has space to move. It's not getting locked inside the body. It's not getting trapped. It has space to move. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, on with the show. And then all of a sudden, like the next moment comes and you don't find yourself feeling bad and you're not Mm -hmm. not lingering. You know, that's, that's how I've been, especially in the intensity of the world, you know, in the last couple of years, that's really, that's been a big piece of what I've been teaching people lately. It's just that simple, like, you know, even with the kids, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You feel sad. It's okay to feel sad in a moment. It's okay to be angry, you know? So what are you feeling? Like, that's okay. Feel it. And I think that that's really important because as a society, I think that we've been conditioned to not like feeling that discomfort. So we do squash it. We pretend it's not there. We try Mm -hmm. to ignore it. And like you said, we end up with all this trapped emotions and this energy that's not serving us. And then that can facilitate problems down the road or even immediately. So I think, I mean, I I do energy work as well. And I think that that's a huge part of it is helping people to get that, you know, we, we can manage our energy and emotions are just energy in motion. So we don't have to get hung up on them, but we need to learn to be able to give ourselves permission to feel them. And I love what you said, even with your kids to talk to, you know, to be able to help them to be able to navigate so that they're not squashing like we've been like I and, and power probably oh, yeah, I did in too. some respect oh. right to, to squash mm-hmm. all this stuff yeah. but how liberating it is to be able to give yourself permission to be able to say you know what okay you know what I do feel angry right now and that's you know what and putting a time limit I yeah. I, I you know I do that myself and it feels better because I'm at least I'm I think that I'm validating myself and my energy and and not getting hung up but that's not always easy Gabrielle yeah, do you no. have any tips on on helping you know when people are learning to navigate that okay you know what normally I would squash 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 so I know I'm going to have to go through a little bit discomfort to get through that do you have any tips on that you want to add to that one I have a few things to say yeah, on yeah. yeah 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 so um I have this to say love love we're talking about love now love unites naturally right so when you have people that are feeling differences and feeling different it's hard for them to see the unity there they're not looking for similarities they're looking for differences and that's what's going on right now in the world right there's all oh my differences, gosh right so much yeah whole so holy these, yeah so these differences are pulling people apart a little further and bringing up more fear mm-hmm. What we have to start looking for as a global community is the similarities, mm-hmm. right? Look for the loving things. Look for the loving attributes of these people. If you have to see light, we use that a lot. If you have mm-hmm. to see that as what's there and know that that's true and look at that, look at, that, look at them for that, mm-hmm. then what starts happening is in the minds, we start to unite, we feel at ease. So then the emotion that we're going through, really, even the emotion that we're going through, it's not coming from nowhere. It Mm -hmm. is coming from the thoughts that we have. We're afraid. (laughs) Many people are afraid and they're distancing, right? And in that, that fear is is transmuting into this idea that to keep yourself safe, you got to just block everything out. Just block everything out. Block everything (sighs) out. Ignore. 
that's what's happening, right? Right. But oh. we should we should allow ourselves to do the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean go grab up everybody and be <laughs> hugging everybody you see, which is not this is not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. But I was way, just gonna say the same thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, by the way, right? <laughs> I think just, we need more of that. Yeah, we need more of that. Totally. Actually, right? I don't want to be right, but yeah. So, but but what I'm really saying is, if we're looking for similarities, then the closeness is there. Mm-hmm. We feel related as a human species. We feel connected, and if we're connected right then all that fear that's going around it it, it becomes obsolete it mm-hmm. becomes null and void it doesn't really resonate with mm-hmm. us anymore we become the people that engage the conversations want to connect with people want to see our similarities and we sort of feel more loving and vibrate higher we vibrate higher in general us and the people we're talking to get lifted mm-hmm. right so this there th- this is what we need to be doing this is really yeah. what we need to be doing we need to be connecting looking for similarities looking for how are we similar to this person here not how are we different what are their views? What are my views? Forget that. Mm-hmm. Get into who is this being? Mm-hmm. I'm in the universe. They're in the universe. We're both created by spirit, source, creator, God, whatever you want to call it. We're both here together in this journey together. And we're aligned in this. We're participating in this beautiful life together. Mm-hmm. Aren't we similar in that way? Can we find some similar ground there? Mm-hmm. That's the sort of thing that gets rid of that. And that's what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Now, if yeah. I had, if my magic wand was working, then <laughs> that would be happening all over the place right now. Yeah. So for the, for people who are, you know, I, I hear sometimes, you know, well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Difference. If we look at, you know, love versus fear on yeah. those two, you know, they can't yeah. exist at the same time. So yeah. for the fearful people, yeah. do you have any suggestions on, you know, how we can help them to, to switch you know, I, I think I have a few things popped into my head is one, you can't give what you don't have mm-hmm. and whatever you're looking for is what you're going to find. So those are, yeah. when you were talking, those are, you know, those are some yes. of the things that really, that really popped into my head that I just had to say. So can you, can you comment on that and, and things that maybe, you know, people can do for themselves or that we can do collectively to, to help people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the thing for the fearful person. No one can come pull fear from your mind from from for you, right? We're all the same power here. We're powerful. Mm-hmm. There's no one that is powerless, regardless of what they believe. Mm-hmm. Their mm. beliefs would show them they're powerless, but that is their power showing them that they're powerless, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's still power. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, okay? That's a good that point. Is their power, right? <laughs> so the point is this: yeah. if you're in fear. Nobody can come pluck it from your mind. You have to make a step towards it. You have to first recognize that it's fear. Yeah. Anything that makes you feel disconnected, judgmental, hateful, like some people go into right now, a word that we don't usually use at all, Mm. or or mean to other people. If you're being mean to other people, that is fear. That is all about defense, Mm -hmm. right? And it's only fear that needs defense in the first place. Fearful ideas bring about that idea of defense, right? Mm -hmm. If you realize that's happening in your life and you realize that your heart is going cold and hard, then take a check on that. Is that how you want to be? Is that who you want to be? Right. And just Mm -hmm. in that moment of examining self and realizing that's not who you want to be, you can then start making choices. Like Tara said, making choices towards the other pole, towards love, towards lovingness, towards kindness, towards extending instead of contracting, towards looking for similarities, looking for things that you're grateful for. All these things lead towards your heart opening again. And when your heart is open again, you connect again. Mm -hmm. And that's it. No, no need to deal with trying to wrestle the fear. Just turn to love and let that clear the fear because love and fear can't exist in the same space anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. Love will fill your heart and then fear is gone. 
that is what it yeah. is. And this yeah. is where I would say having a, some sort of yeah. spiritual practice, a light practice, a meditation yes. practice, a yoga practice, like some, anything that connects yep. you yeah. to spirit, source, creator, God, the infinite, the divine, the cosmos, everybody has a different name for the same thing. Yep. The all, whatever connects you yeah. to that higher space, that thing, whatever that is, yeah. that is going to help lift too, because when we're in that fear game, we're, you know, we just talked about this, about this yeah. pendulum swing, you got to <laughs> swing right from yeah. side yeah. to side, yeah. right? Yeah. We want to be in a state of love, but then people are experiencing fear and separation. Yeah. We want to, you know, but then we, we're swung back. And so having that spiritual practice is really, really important because when you lift your gaze for a moment and you lift it off of whatever the craziness is that's going on right here in front of the face yes. and you lift your gaze <laughs> up, then all of a sudden you have this feeling. It's not even necessarily what you see with your inner eye. It's what you feel. Mm-hmm. You feel connected. You feel like, whoa, there's something bigger. There's a bigger presence. There's a bigger energy yep. and love yep. all of yep. a sudden enters in because that is our natural state of beingness. It is, that is what we are meant to experience here. So all of a sudden it's like, like oh, and you have a higher perspective all of a sudden, or you have something happens, something you shifts. Filled and then you overflow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to look upon whatever the thing was in that moment <laughs> and go, Okay, I'm going to choose something different. Fear comes up. It's what we do in the face of fear. Mm -hmm. That's what matters most. It's like any emotion. The emotion, it's okay to experience an emotion. It's what you do in the midst of that emotion. Are you reactive? Are you responsive? Are you being responsible? Are you projecting? Are you making yourself feel bad? Are you sitting in it for too long, right? Like, uh, you know, like all of those things happen and it's okay. It's just, we want to start asking. It's like the pause that you were talking about earlier. It was yes. like, take a pause for a second too. And just, you know, and as you take that pause, you can make a different choice. You can make a different choice or connect spiritually and you make a different choice. Fear is it, it'll come, but it's about moving through that, moving, moving yourself into a different vibration or space or thought or yes. extension. So I, I have a question. One more thing I want to pop in there just for the service of the, the, the listeners, the viewers, right? This is something mm-hmm. that's important. When faced with those situations, when things are rough, a great idea is just to look at it from the perspective of how can I love more in this situation? Mm. How can I be more loving? How can I be kind? Small questions mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. right? Those things shift your perspective. And instead of reacting with fury or rage or whatever comes up, you're going to look like, how can I be more kind in this situation? And you'll have a shift. You'll have a different point of view and be able to act differently as a result. And this is what we need to be focused on when we're in fear, at least. We can move from that space to another, pick up a different state, right? And that's what we're doing, yeah. I, I love that. And it reminds me that, you know, people, I know sometimes people want that instant gratification. They want the zero to a hundred. But it's yeah. not always like that. It's, you know, we're not going to pick up an instrument and all of a sudden be able to, you know, play in a symphony. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, people seem to think that when it comes to their self and it comes to, you know, really owning their inner power and owning, you know, their emotions, for some reason, they feel that they're supposed to just be able to just do it like yeah. that. Yeah. Can you talk about, right? you know, giving yourself some grace and maybe, you know, the transition totally. of oh, how that sort gosh. of. <laughs> you have to, because yeah. we're well-practiced beings, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, whatever, however many cycles around the sun you've had, you've had that much time <laughs> to, practice. to practice and build up patterns and, yes. and habitual patterns yeah. of being and thinking and acting and all 
sorts of speaking. And so when we're wanting to rewire ourselves or, or we're like, yeah, that that's not serving anymore. Okay, great. I'm going to do the little things. It, sometimes it's just like the small little yes. incremental yes. changes that you make yeah. that all of a sudden it creates this huge, huge change within you that it feels like all of a sudden, and I've had clients say this to me, that it feels like all of a sudden a light switch turned on and they're like, I don't even know how it changed or when it changed. It just did. I feel different. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's the tiny little practices. It's the tiny little things. It's the small shifts, but they're the daily shifts. And it could be, you could have a great day and only do one practice a day. You mm -hmm. could have a crap day and have to do that practice 50 times yeah. in that day. Yep. And it's the simple little things. It's like in the moment, let's say a fear, right? And you see fear coming and you feel it, you recognize it, you know it. You also need to know yourself and you need to mm. know what is your fear response because there's not just fight, flight, there's also freeze. Mm -hmm. So are you a fighter? Uh, that's me. Are you a fleer or are you a freezer? Some people freeze. They don't even know what to do in the face of fear. Some people get angry and then it moves them. I, that's how I, that's how I was, was always. It was like, you know, I'd get into action right away. I'm like, I'm gonna this thing, you know? so I never sat idle in too much of it for too long. Um, and then with the fleer that they are just like, hey, like get me out of here. And they try to avoid. Yeah. So you have to know yourself. So I would say a, a journey of knowing yourself. It is you after all, like you're yes. the one that's living in your, your body and in your experience. I'm yes. not living your experience. I'm yeah. living my experience. Yes. So when they say you are the center of the universe, you are the center of the universe. <laughs> you are the most important person in, in the your universe, universe, right? Because it's exactly. your universe, yes. right? And so why not get to know yourself? I'm yes. fascinated yes. by my patterns. I'm fascinated by my journey. I'm fascinated yes. even with the stories and the crazy stuff and all the things that my mind has made up meaning about that probably isn't even true. I find when I can get curious and be fascinated by it, I'm less likely to be judgmental of myself. I'm less likely to be hard on myself. I'm less likely to, to think that I should have it all together right here, right now, today. Why isn't this working fast enough? I just yeah. go fascinating. Here's another layer of that, or here's a piece of that fascinating. Now, what do I do with that? Right? Yes. Like, and so having those tools to move yourself forward. And it's a little incremental step. So we do have to be compassionate with ourselves because it took us a lifetime. And sometimes we're trailing lifetimes into this lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trailing a lot of information and a lot of moving parts into this one moment. So yes, we need to be gentle with ourselves. We need to be loving with ourselves. We need to be kind. And we, we need to be patient with ourselves too. Like sometimes you can't have a miraculous shift like that. And other times it's the little incremental things, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, love I that absolutely you love like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Did you I have anything that. to add to that? I'm not to add, but a sideline that I just sure. want to put in there. What Tara's talking about is self-appreciation, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And that is the same as being kind to oneself, right? You're valuing the self. And if you're valuing the self, you're not going to be putting blame on yourself and cutting yourself off yet yeah. again. You're going to mm. remain connected, right? Because most of the times when we feel shameful or we blame or whatever, we go in our little corner by ourselves, right? And we cut everybody else off. So it's the same effect. But when you can, like Tara said, appreciate the self and come towards the picture as that, then what you're doing is you're again reaching to that, reaching over to that person. You're connecting, you're not distancing yourself. So you're doing that same thing of uniting, which is what love does. Yeah. Love unites. So again, it's the loving yeah. approach. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah. I absolutely love that. One of yeah. the things that I always encourage my clients is to, well, to pay attention to their self-talk, but to also in line yeah. with that is to become their own best friend. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing to me 
how many people resist that i mean yeah. that brings up a lot of a lot of emotion for a lot of people yeah. a lot of people you know it's really it's really challenging for them and i've seen people yeah. burst into tears you know when they start to think about some mm. of the things that they say to themselves absolutely do, do you have for for me i've i like to do the elastic thing so to to help people to become aware of you know what is that conversation what is the dialogue that you're having with yourself do you have anything, and I know, you know, I like to say I'm perfectly imperfect on those days where, where, you know, maybe, maybe you have that little dip a little bit. Do you have any tips to, what do you both do to bring yourself back up really fast? And I know you talked a little bit about this earlier, um, but when you're, you know, with that whole internal, that internal side. So for those people who really are maybe resisting or maybe just aren't aware can you share some tips that might help them mm -hmm. you yeah. want me to go first or you go you go first yeah go ahead. okay yeah. so for me I'll, I'll give you like a real life example well not an example but just because there's stuff that comes up being a parent oh yeah shows you a whole <laughs> other side of yourself because what happens true. is right like what happens is all of a sudden things that I didn't even know were suppressed within my body that I, I buried from zero age zero to probably 14. I had no idea until all of a sudden I become a parent and now I'm facing myself. And I'm mm. like, and I hear these, like, sometimes things come flying out of my mouth and I'm like, Oh my God. I sound wow. Just, and, and you recognize and you're like, Oh my God, I remember hearing that like a thousand <laughs> times from one of my parents. Right. And, and you hear, and, and I, I see myself. So that, that's how I like to look at it. again. It's, it's self-inquisition. It's self-curiosity. And I could be hard on myself in that moment and be like, damn, like, I can't believe I said that. And every now and then that'll come up where I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, come on. And then I'm like, be gentle, be gentle with yourself because we're all growing. We're all learning. We're all shifting. There's a lot of stuff that I, I didn't have all those tools between zero to 14. It wasn't until I was 14 that I started to learn about this stuff. So then I could make a change. But prior to that, I didn't know. And so it would have gone in. And now I have the opportunity. That's how I see it. Whenever there is a trigger, any trigger, whether it be with myself, with Gabriel, with my family, with friends, with the world, with the kids, any trigger, clients even, there's any trigger. I look at that as a great opportunity to grow. And I thank oh. it right away. I'm like, thank you so much. As uncomfortable as this is, as painful as this is, or as you know, shameful or whatever emotion is coming up in that moment. Thank you, because this is a really great opportunity for me to grow. And the moment I can look at it from that place, like Gabriel said, appreciation. When I go into appreciation about that trigger, it changes the game for me. Now I'm able to almost like see it from a bird's eye view. I'm still feeling it. I go through the emotions of it, but then I'm able to go, okay, as I'm breathing this, it's coming to the surface anyways. So let me just let it move on by. Let me heal it. Let me let it come up. Let me breathe with it. I, I do my best now to not hold onto the things because there was a time, because I studied a little bit of psychotherapy, I learned how to like process and look at stuff and analyze mm -hmm. and, and I, and I get where things come from and I can see and put the puzzle pieces together really quickly. And that can sometimes hold it a little too long. Right. Right. So it's like seeing the river, right. Like on the mm -hmm. Ottawa river, the water levels go up and down all the time. And every time they change, there's debris that comes off the sides mm -hmm. of the river banks and goes into the river. And then you're, you're trying to navigate your boat through the river and you're like, log, 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 log. <laughs> it, it's kind of like you navigate, you let it go, go on by. Or if you're analyzing it, you're like taking it out of the water and you're like, what is this thing? Whoa, where'd this come from? How old is this? When did this happen? Now that's another level of inquisition. Just know if you're doing that, you're holding on to it for a little bit right. of time. 
I absolutely love that analogy. And I mean, there's so many different analogies with the flow of the river, but the one that you just said right there, Tara, is absolutely, I love it, especially picking up it rather than navigating and swirling around and saying, oh, there it is, there it is. But Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of us do. We we try to get too deep and and then it kind of, we can get sucked in really easily too, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, days and you still haven't figured it out or, you know, who knows? And do you have anything to add to that, Gabriel? Yeah, I do. In this case, um, the way I view these things, anytime a question of value comes up at all, because that's really what it is at the end of the day, we question ourselves and then that's what we end up experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. We see the questions in the world. We see the projections that we have from our questions into the world. So anytime a question about self comes up, I see it as important to remember that whether you see it as your universe, source, spirit, creator, whatever you want to call it, right? In one moment, its focus was completely on you, filling you with love and making you into the beautiful and perfect being that you actually are. Mm -hmm. And that is there. That light is there within you no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. what happens. So anytime a question arises in your mind of, am I good enough? Am I this? Am I that? I would revert straight to that moment, (laughs) straight to that moment of that perfection and go dive into that. Just bask in that for a while. There is no question about me. Yeah. I am appreciated. I'm loved. I'm loved. That's really what it is. I'm loved. Mm-hmm. I'm loved. I'm lovable. And if I can feel into that completely and know that, then all the other questions, again, yeah. have to slide away. 100%. They get dismissed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in a different vibration then. Yeah. Right? So being in that vibration, experience starts to be beautiful again. Mm-hmm. And that's I it. I love it. That's you it, reminded yeah. me when, when yeah. you were talking about the I am I am and how powerful those statements and those words are, right? So do you, for people who are are new to I am statements, how do you feel about mirror work? Okay, good question. I I haven't particularly used it in that way, mirror work per se. I've used it in written work, Mm -hmm. right? But I can see the benefit of it because anything that you're declaring to yourself as long as you can accept it, you can find yourself accepting it. It can be extremely useful. Yeah. It empowers you. It puts you in a, power, a positive space and gives you that positive intention to live into. Mm-hmm. So it's just a beautiful space to be, right? I, I believe it's, 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 it's valuable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you have yeah, no, I was going to say, I mean, there's, if it's in terms of like the physical mirror where you're looking, cause there's different types of mirror, right? Mm-hmm. There's like the physical mirror where you're looking yeah, at yourself, question. but then there's also like we mirror people. to each right. other we all the that. time, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, yeah, mirror work is valuable. The one yes. thing that I would say about the I am statements is that ever you try on an I am statement, if you feel any resistance in your yeah. being, yeah. if you say, I am a millionaire and you're, you hear in your head, uh, <laughs> I don't have to think so. No, I don't no, have to think so. True. You're definitely not a millionaire. You're, you're like ass broke, right? If you hear that or feel that, good, good I would one, probably one. not be saying that because what's going to happen is the resistance overrides yes, yes. the resistance what is you louder, really believe about it <laughs> right so you're it's like trying to put on top of something yeah. but really it's like this is what's busting through you yeah, know yeah. um it's like the gremlins you know like don't mm-hmm. after midnight this that's what's coming out you know mm-hmm. um so what i what i tell my clients all the time is if you feel resistance to any i am statement then what you can do is say i choose yes that's beautiful. i choose beautiful. i choose to mm-hmm. be XYZ. I choose to be healthy. I choose to be a millionaire. If that's what you want. I choose to be abundant. I choose to be happy. Your mind will have way less resistance, if any at all, yep. to I choose. Yep. 
And then eventually you can get to the, the I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that that's very important because that's a lot of times people get, have misconceptions about doing I am statements and affirmations and, you know, that whole trying to convince yourself of something that your subconscious totally knows is false. (laughs) Right. That that can create a little bit of of problems. And then sometimes that's what I think turns people off of the whole belief of law of attraction and the whole, you know, inner journey. Um, What kind of practices do you both have? And I know that you both have lots of things that you do, but do you have, is it like your morning routine that is sets you up for the day, the night? I don't even have a morning routine anymore. (laughs) Once upon a time we did. I have some things that I do on a regular, just because I love doing them, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's not like I'm... uh, it's not like how it was prior to kids. routine yeah. like it used to be. I had a time for years actually on it. Like I have, oh, yeah, me too. I have books oh. and books, maybe books this high that I wrote in from start yeah. to start to end for years <laughs> with the things that I was um, processing and becoming, right? Yeah. But that and doesn't I, happen any longer. I used to have longer. my morning practice and meditation <laughs> yes, and yes. yoga and all sorts yeah. of amazing things. And now I've learned how to integrate it on the fly. Exactly. So as soon as oh, I open good. my eyes, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I have my affirmation statements or I yes. have, you know, like I'm surrendered to the divine will because yes. I only want to play in that field. I, I don't want my little self making the decisions throughout the day. I want my yeah. higher self making the decision. So I call that in the top of the day. And sometimes I, in all honesty, sometimes I'll have to do that when I sit down on the toilet for the first time in the morning because there's so much activity going on in With our house all of a sudden right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and yeah. so it's that first moment if I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like oh yeah and then I take that moment to yep. connect yep. so I've learned how to thread it now throughout my entire day yes. and in the in the chance that I might get like a good 15 minutes to just sit in the stillness that I like soak it in but now I'm and and I know this will change this is just where we're at because our little ones are young and but it's about integrating in all ways or like if I'm sitting and playing with the kids or we're doing an activity to be really present with them and to be present to the love and the joy and the bliss and the goodness that's right in front of me you know or if it is like sipping on a latte to really like be present to that because there's spiritual moments in everything yes everything and we've also found ways to integrate our five and five practices Mm -hmm. that we do Mm -hmm. like we have practices that are like five minutes long right Mm -hmm. so and that's really important Yeah, it doesn't take ages to do these things, right? Like the purpose of our meditation would be to connect directly to source, Mm -hmm. to feel connected, to to feel inspired for the day and to feel connected. So what we do is we have certain practices that we'll do that won't take that long Mm -hmm. to get that done. It's just like a little mental exercise or breathing exercise could be an inner chant that we're chanting, for instance. And in that Mm -hmm. way, you just feel realigned quickly. Totally. So we don't really take that much time. And it's not something we have to like separate from everybody else to do like, oh, let me go get 10 minutes by myself mm-hmm. up here. Or what? No, that doesn't happen in our life anymore because <laughs> the kids are here, right? So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's during the activities yeah. of the day, yeah. we're able to be in that meditative space, yeah. whether it's Qigong or whatever that we do. We might do it with the kids and all. Like the kids yeah. sometimes would do Qigong with me and these sorts of things. Yeah. And all of these things are constant reminders. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. And, that. Yeah. and now that you've you brought up your children, and I really want to talk about that, because I think yeah. for me, it's so important that we instill these practices and beliefs yes. into our kids so young. So Gabriel, you were three, for heaven's sakes, when you started. Yeah, yeah. My, mom, my mom was a meditator. Wow. Right? No, I didn't know it was meditation when I was right. doing it at exactly. first, right? How it happened, I stumbled across it, actually, because in the place that I first lived in, 
uh, it was, it was, there was an electrical thing. We didn't have electricity at that time, right? And there would be this uh, lamp on the table, a kerosene lamp, I remember, because it had a little wick and the kerosene in it and everything. And that would be burning. And I would just sit there and start looking at that lamp. Mm. And after looking at it, I would find that I would fall into these deep type of a different brain frequency, a different mm-hmm. brain state. I would feel like mm-hmm. what we would call zoning out. Let's say I was zoning out, right? But in zoning out, things started to happen. I started to have deeper understandings. I'd go out with the trees and do it too. And then after a while, it just became a regular mm-hmm. practice, only to find out years later that my mom was actually a meditator and had been meditating that time too. And even astral travel and all these things were natural to her. Mm-hmm. She was doing that. So that became a part of my path too naturally just by mm-hmm. that interaction with her. And that was a beautiful time. I wouldn't trade it for anything. That was the beginning of a beautiful journey. I loved it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do, you, how do you integrate this with your kids? Ah. Oh, they're funny. <laughs> they're so funny. So they have so much energy, yeah. so much energy, and they're so yeah. creative and they're so witty and yes. they're very smart. They just know stuff. Yeah. And yes. they ask the most inquisitive questions. Like Ari has been asking us lately, not like the traditional, like, how do babies get born? But like, how do how do how did the, the first, first human get, get here? here? And we're like, like great five, right? question, like, okay. great question. I, said, I love it. How? And Good so question. I look at her. I go, how did the first human get here? Are you? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. like big question. Yeah. She's always done that. Yeah, you know? always from the and, beginning. And so for us, it's we we again, it's it's about integrating. It's yeah. about into like, and so with our kids, because there's, they have so much energy. So for us, when we have attempted to like be the teachers, right. It doesn't, it. Work. it doesn't work. <laughs> and, and they work. know the stuff already too, it. because even when I like, I'll give you an example <laughs> this morning, I was showing them some Qigong stuff, right. I just felt inspired this morning to show them some stuff. So I dropped the two diagrams and I'm like, Oh, this, the light is here and it's sharing from here to here and that stuff. And they actually come with their little pens and start filling in the headspace <laughs> and filling in the knees and everything. Thing and I'm like, oh, you guys already know this. I don't have anything to show you. You guys, they know it. They know it. That's what it is. They really know it. So yeah. me showing them it is not really where it's at. Yeah. It's me just being there and present to That's them, doing the, their thing yeah. and interacting with them. That's, That's where it it's is. at. Yeah. yeah. And so they they, they watch us. They observe us. Like yeah. I, I when I yeah. eat food lately again, yeah. it was a practice I used to do a long time ago, and I started doing it that again. Food thing. Like, yeah. yeah, just like blessing my hand, just blessing the food and just closing my eyes for a moment. And I don't even tell them what I'm doing. They just look at me. And first they were snickering and they were laughing. And now Aria, she started doing it. And then the boys were like, they started doing it last night. Right. And so they're energizing their food. And, and she asked me one day, she goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm blessing the food. I'm saying, thank you to the farmers who grew the food and thank you to the, you know, whatever was in it, the ingredients. And she goes, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. And so it's just little things like that. Again, it's on the fly. Like we've sat down to, to get, have them, you know, they know how to meditate, yeah. and, but they're so funny. They joke like, about they it joke because about it's it. fun for it's them. So funny. Yeah, yeah. But then occasionally you'll see them and they'll be upstairs and, yeah. and, and you'll see them and they're all sitting and you walk upstairs and they're quiet and you're like what are you doing mm-hmm. meditating shh you know they'll be like oh you know? oh my god we're like they'll come up yeah. to us the other day Cruz came up to me and he's like mommy what's this I go well what do you mean like because there could be many meanings like what's this like your yeah. fingers he goes no what's this what does this mean and I was like well, that's a finger mudra. And he's like, okay, thanks. And that was it. That's all he wanted to know. And off he went, right? So it's just, it's learning to just be with them and and be available to them and answer the questions that they come up with, but also being open to them expressing whatever they're, 
whatever their moment is. Like if it's playing guitar, like Cruz the other yeah, night on the yeah, couch, just jamming out. jamming out, playing guitar and yeah. making up his own songs yeah. or Aria is super creative and she yeah. loves to, to, she loves to design things. And so yeah. just being able to be present with her that it doesn't have to be this isolated, separated thing that we take them out to say, now we're doing this. Yeah. Again, it's the threading through. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no, it's this and then this. It's always, yeah. it's always present. Yeah. And they're viewing and hearing us all the time too. Oh yeah. So they oh, soak yeah. it up. They yeah. do soak oh, yeah. it up. Oh yeah. yeah. It is, you know, I mean, they are little sponges and it's amazing how much they, well, they already know. And then, yeah. you know, living, yeah. living with, with you would just really, I think, enhance that. And you're not trying to squash, you know, I think no as way. parents, sometimes in society, we're, we're really good at squashing those little, yeah. those are our, our kids' yeah. imaginations, right? And it's, yeah. it's so challenging sometimes to step back and even to, to try and educate people to, you know, let our little beings just be yeah. and explore. And mm-hmm. they already know so much. And they do, you know, who yeah. are we to, you know, exactly. who are we to, to impose mm-hmm. yep, our exactly. beliefs mm-hmm. on them? Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, have you guys experienced any, you know, challenge or criticism from that kind of thing? I know, like, when, when I was raising my kids, they, you know, I was, I was the, again, the, you know, a little bit different because I, you know, would talk and we would have these communications and some people would say, you know, well, you should just you do, should do this, this, or, this way or, or you should yeah, do this yeah. or you should do yeah. that. And I, I was constantly having to, I, I don't know, I, it's not, not so much defend myself, but, you know, sometimes people are just closed mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear it, right? Because their yeah. way is, is the way, but I had to be very strong. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, one of the things that I found was, you can't control everybody else around you either. So even though, even though, you know, when, you know, my daughter talks about some things with school, like, you know, with dance, you know, her teacher ruined her day, like ruined dance for her gymnastics, you know, Mm -hmm. just these music, you know, and it just, it breaks my heart, but how, how can we, especially people who are in educational roles, right? What, how can we help? How can we help with that? Well, I, I know that there's a lot of support now for teachers. And I think people are really with what's happening with the world. I think people are starting to wake up too that there are many ways and there are many options in terms of education or what does that even mean? Really? I think a lot of people are really starting to look at the whole system and go, what is this thing? And what is in alignment? And is it in alignment? And, and we're questioning, which is a healthy questioning. Yeah. And, and as a result of that, I, I really believe we're going to birth something brand new in terms of whatever this I don't even know if it's going to be called education. I don't even know what it's going to be called, but it's going to be something that'll mm-hmm. be very it, like discovery. Like you mentioned that exploratory, mm-hmm. like being able like Aria, she loves being a scientist and she loves being a creator and the boys love playing and just doing whatever and organizing their toys in certain ways. And, and to be able to just honor that we did take some flack. I remember. And, and this mm-hmm. was even before, like, I think I was pregnant with Aria. <clears throat> my parents were already asking me, my mom was already asking me, so what, like, where are you going to send her to school? And we're like, I don't even think we're going to be living in Barry at that point. Like, I don't know. She's in, she's in utero. Right. And we had already talked about the, the potential or possibility of either like a Waldorf or a Montessori or possibly homeschooling. And then we were just open. That's, that was our thing is we were just very open flack came sometimes, but then we we're like, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to choose and do what's best for each parent and each family and each situation. And for us, it just made sense. We like to travel. We traveled to Barbados and Mexico with the kids. And so it made sense for us to be able to, to be that homeschooling space for them. Yeah. 
And then the world went a little nutso and is going through this massive awakening. And so it was just ideal. And now all of a sudden, the same people that were questioning us way in the beginning are now, wow, like, that's amazing what you guys are doing, right? Because (laughs) we're not going through all that stuff. Like we're not going through what most people are going through because of the choices that we made early on. And so that comes with another challenge too, because, you know, on one level, at least for me, I'm like, are we doing enough? Right. Because I know what it was like going through school and I'm like, are we doing enough? But then you step back and you go, it's all okay. Like everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's going to get there. Everybody's going to do what they need to do. And everybody's going to learn in the way that they need to. And for me, it's really just, it's like honoring a client. Mm-hmm. You honor the client, you honor their process, you honor where they're at. You, you, you're there to support, you're there to help. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with our kids to just yeah. honor them and appreciate them, love them. And when they ask for that next level, then we give that. But we did, we experienced a little bit of flack for it. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, there was some flack there. And what I would like to say about it is this. Um, the way I view the children rearing thing is the one thing that I would want to instill in them, if anything at all, is just confidence. Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah, because if they can be confident, they can undertake anything and learn anything they need to learn. As far as I see it, this world is filled with opportunities to learn. Now it's not hard to learn anything you want to learn. Now you just flip on a YouTube video and you can learn whatever skill you want to learn. <laughs> is that fast? Right. Right. But so if you have true. the confidence, if you have the confidence to follow yeah. through with it and you believe in yourself, you'll get it done. Yeah. Right. So for me, that's key. And on, on children, on children is actually a poem by uh, Khalil Gibran, Right. And I, you may have heard of him before a Sufi poet and what he said on it. Now I can't speak of his character, but I can't speak of the poem. And this is how I view it. It goes, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. Mm -hmm. They come through you, but they are not from you. And though they are with you, they belong not to you. You can give them your heart, your, your thoughts. You can give them your, yeah, you can give them, I had to sing it, I had to sing it. But mainly, mainly you can give them your, your support, you can give them your love, but not your thoughts. They have their own thoughts, right? So it's not up to us to impose ourselves. This yeah. is really how I see it, to impose okay. ourselves, like you said. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. Let them live, let them come forth and be who they are and support them, be there and support them yeah. in what they want to be. You know, and that's the type of parent I would like to be. And I think it's a good way to live because then they get to be who they are and bring new things mm-hmm. into the world, not bring the same old thing that we've been running yeah. on that wheel over and over yeah. as we've been doing the same yeah. thing forever. It's time for change and the change comes through them. Yeah. Right. So basically allowing them to be free and to express what they are, mm-hmm. lets the flower continue to bloom. Yeah. right and that's what we need right yeah. now that's what that's how i see that this it's situation beautiful. with children yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i love it i think yeah. i just i think it's a fabulous way to raise children and it's you know it's we have to just let them be and not and not judge and yeah. conform you know sometimes sometimes we feel like we are forced to conform mm-hmm. and that can be a little challenging but i think you know overall i think it's it's really important because they are the next generation they are the ones who are going to so i mean you know yeah. we can do i have my grandbabies that you know glamma's babies you know they're they're just amazing beings and i love seeing them just flourish every single day mm-hmm. and just be um on that note, what do you see for you guys down the road when, what is your aspiration for the next, you know, what's new and coming up for you guys with your children are 
growing a little bit. And yeah. I mean, they're still really, really super young, but I know you guys have big visions. Can you share some? Yeah, yeah we're going to have like a football team. If they bring out, if they bring out these, you know, uh, new healing technologies where, you know, I could like take, take the clock and turn it back even 10 years, I would have more babies. For sure I'd have more babies. <laughs> we're joking. Um, no, like, but yeah. it, I mean, it's beautiful. Like it's a beautiful experience to have. Um, for us, we're, we're built, like we're, we're in the space right now of, of building a retreat space and retreat healing center a physical yes. healing space and retreat center in northern ontario yeah. uh we'd love to start running retreats live again at some point you know yes. whenever we the world you know reopens to be a, for us to be able to travel and then i would say just integrating the kids as much as we can we're building conscious community letting them flourish you know, reaching, reaching as many people as we can. I feel like we should, we should actually write a book is what I got earlier about our, our love journey and our meetup, you know, and all the wonderful twists and turns. I got that actually. So thank you so much for, for holding the space. Cause that dropped down when you were asking us the questions earlier. Yeah. And I, awesome. I, I, also, I also see yeah. the expansion to be able to affect more people positively. Yeah. To change minds and allow them to know that they're not they're not victims in this world yeah. it's not things that are just randomly happening yeah. to you you can make a difference you can make change you can connect you can love and we can mm -hmm. have that spread a bit further so that we have a more loving global society mm -hmm. that's what we're looking at yeah. we're doing it on the micro right now still i would say well micro macro just 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 over micro there right mm -hmm. but we really want it to be a thing where it's like a worldwide movement where people start open up their eyes and just love each other yeah. that's it yeah. I love it. That's my goal too. Just, yes. you know, it's like, that's yeah. why, that's why we're having these conversations yeah. and it's just, it's beautiful to be able to yes. help somehow, some way to even, you know, have that little ripple effect. You never know yeah. how far reaching that can be. Exactly. Um, I just, I'm just so excited that we've had this opportunity and Me I'm too. just, I'm, sorry. I'm like, it's been an absolute pleasure and such an honor getting to know you both. This has just been very, very special. And I know that this is going to really positively influence tons of people who get to oh listen to it. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to add before we go? I know I, I want to be mindful of your time because I yeah. think we could sit here for hours upon I hours. Know. I just am really comfortable with you guys. And I just, I love your energy and it's just been so nice. Yeah. thank you thank you, you so wanna, much you want to say anything yeah i just yeah. want to say stay fresh keep it real i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't know really 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 but it's true yeah stay fresh <laughs> and keep it real okay yeah. but no what i'm really saying though <laughs> all this really funny i just want to say that you know look for the similarities look for the love in others look for the love within yourself and just be as loving as you possibly can it makes the world a better place every single thought you have every action yeah. your attitudes everything so if more of us could do that the world works right then i could say things like stay fresh and keep it real <laughs> and it's all good <laughs> all right how about you tara yeah i would say you know trust that even with all the wild things that are happening on the planet right now there is a bigger plan unfolding there is there is great beauty that is right around the corner it's happening right here for many many of us mm -hmm. it's a matter of a shift in perception a shift in energy and yeah. really being able to allow yourself to grow outside of maybe a field or a paradigm or a way of living and being and existing that may not serve anymore and so be open and willing to let go a little bit, let go of what no longer serves, let go of what is creating yeah. resistance, let go of what's creating maybe friction in your world and just be open, 
just be open. You mentioned the flower, right? Like mm-hmm. just be open to the flower opening. Yes. New petals will emerge. New yes. colors will emerge. New yep. life will emerge. And so trust too. trust mm. that there is that divine. There's a divine path. There's a divine flow. Things are happening as they need to. And we're, we all have a part to play. So as each one opens, as each one allows that next growth, we, it, it's going to be miraculous and yes. beautiful yes, as to what, what comes next. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Oh my goodness. And on that note, I just have one more, one more thing to add <laughs> with that is when you were talking and, and I just have to say it, you had mentioned earlier, I think it was you, Tara, who mentioned about, you know, with all the change that sometimes things fall away and things, you know, people are afraid of change sometimes mm-hmm. and they're afraid of, of losing things. But as we evolve and we kind of waken up and wake up and come to different levels that sometimes those things it's just it's just meant to be because they're not serving anymore it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong Mm -hmm. it just means that they may not be fitting at the moment exactly (laughs) that's That's exactly it yeah easier to let go of than to hold on holding on that takes a lot of energy there's nothing wrong it's a lot of energy yeah it is so i think that's what that's I think let go that is the thing and and for people to be okay with letting go and not to feel that you know that they have to hang on so tightly to everything mm-hmm. yes. exactly Beautiful. Yeah. thank awesome. you well thank you so much thank, thank you so, so much for having it has been an thank honor you. Thank you, I love your heart you. on your mask right there the hardship there speaking love thank you thank you there we go thank you both so much have a fabulous day and stay warm i know it's pretty cold up there thanks again you guys this is the bonus part of find your sparkle with jen and i just want to say a special thank you and we will talk to you soon and remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every single day bye for now friends